Hi everyone, welcome back to Teenage Therapy. I'm Gael. I'm Mark. I'm Isaac. I'm Kayla. I'm Thomas. Wow, we did that first try again. Look at us go. Um, hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're joining us for one more episode, another week. Um, are you, Kayla? Are you leaving next week? <laughs> um, this week. This week. So Monday. This Monday. Oh, so you're leaving Monday? Yeah, and I'm coming back Monday. What time Monday? Like twelve or one. Oh, where are you going? Mexico. Mexico. She's gonna be in Mexico, and yeah. you're gonna be back when? Monday. Oh, the Monday. Next Monday. Mm. So, you know, if you want to have a meet up in Mexico with Kayla, <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead, Kayla. Maybe we could uh call you while you're in Mexico. I'm not even gonna have like reception over there. I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> well, just in case we do, you'll pull up. Hola, and um, we'll call you. So, this week's episode. Uh, I-, I wanted to talk about this book I read. It's called The Courage to Be Disliked. And I'm not done with it. I'm halfway through the book. But it was actually given to me by one of the teachers. So thank you if you're listening. I really appreciated it. It was a very nice thought. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. It's um, I really like those type of kind of like self-help philosophy books. So if you're looking for a book to read... I'd suggest the courage to be disliked because it's very good. A lot of the ideas in it are um, are very interesting, things that I had never really thought of before, and a lot of things that I, like I felt like I kind of realized beforehand. Um, you know, have you have you guys ever felt like nervous, just for no reason? Like you just feel nervous. I guess, but not often. It's usually a reason. <laughs> yeah, like. There's been so many times where I just feel this is completely off topic, but there's so many times where I just feel nervous, like nervous, scared, anxious. I don't know why it happens. Um, and I feel that way right now. So if my voice is kind of shaky. Why are you nervous? I don't know. This happened so many times. There's been a lot of times where I just feel nervous. Like I just feel really scared and like anxious. Anywhere? Yeah, it could be anywhere. Sometimes when I'm at home, like I could just oh. be at home laying in bed and I feel really nervous and like, I don't know. I mean, if anyone that's listening has ever experienced that, message me because I'd like to see how you how you guys have felt. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's just, if you see my voice seem a little shaky, that's why. So anyway, something I wanted to talk about from the book is that it, it, um, it presents the idea that anger is manufactured essentially so anger isn't sort of something you can't control it's something that you choose to be do you think that's true yeah yeah definitely or i feel like in some some like circumstances you have no choice but to be angry Mm. you know and that's what it argues it argues that no matter the circumstance you always choose to be angry and it's your choice whether you want to be angry or not well you choose your emotions is that what you're saying you choose how you feel, how you react to a situation. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say um, a waitress spills coffee on you, and like you just get mad. Like you couldn't help it; you just kind of lashed out, right? And you're just like, "Why would you do that?" You just, in that sense, wouldn't it be like, wouldn't it feel to you sort of like, on impulse? On impulse, yeah. Uh huh. That's true. So I was looking at that, and it was really interesting because. It almost seems like, personally, I I don't like being mad. Um, I feel like it's just stressful. 
it's it it just puts this stress on me that I just don't like. I, I feel like it's unhealthy. You know, it's been proven that people that get angry often um, have higher stress levels. And I was reading the book and it was talking that anger is just something you you can control and no matter the situation, it's always you choosing to be angry. Like in that situation, like if a waitress uh, spills coffee on you and you just lash out, to you it would be like, yeah, I just lashed out, I couldn't help it. But he, uh, the author argues that it's basically you wanted to shout and you use that as an excuse to be able to shout at someone and have authority over someone. And it's kind of like a power struggle. When, also when two people argue, right, and it's a heated argument, there's a power struggle between them, because it usually turns into one person wanting to have power over the other, and this is usually displayed through wanting to win that debate, wanting to be right, and, you know, it's pretty basic stuff, usually, and the author is basically saying that most of, most of the things like that are because a superiority complex. And what a superiority complex is, is basically when you want to feel like you're above others so it could give you a sense of power. So by winning that argument, you want to be on top of them because you're insecure about yourself and you want to, you know, just win over them, have a sense of control over them. And there's also an, an, an inferiority complex. And that is basically when you feel like... So he's talking about this sort of psychology that's called Arderian psychology. And it's basically the psychology of, um, of cause, I believe. And what he says is that a lot of people use the excuse, well, you know, if it wasn't for my wealth, I could be doing anything I want. If it wasn't because if if I had an education, then I would be able to be successful. If I had money, then I would be happy. And he says how that way of thinking is you choosing to be unhappy. And you're blaming your unhappiness on, uh, on you being inferior. Like, well, if I was better looking, I'm sure people would love me. If I was better looking, I'm sure people would want to date me. A big argument that he presents is that you choose to be unhappy because you don't want to be happy. That tra- He also argues that trauma doesn't exist. So let's say your parents got divorced, right? And maybe they were abusive as a kid. Uh, you know, would you think that a fair argument would be, well, if my parents hadn't been divorced, maybe I would be happier. But what about like trauma like in war? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he pulls up an example I'm pretty sure. And the main one he used was about, you know, parents getting divorced. And, you know, if my parents hadn't divorced, if I didn't have an older brother, then maybe my parents would pay more attention to me. And that's why I'm unhappy. And it's not, he says that he's not, like, he's denying the existence of trauma. But you as a person aren't determined by the experiences, your past. So just because you had a terrible childhood or just because you had um, abusive parents or anything, that doesn't mean you can't be happy now. 
and he he says that there's a lot of people that fall into into the mentality that because I'm so unfortunate, I can't do that. You know, I was thinking about it and it was really interesting because another thing he brought up is, you know, if only I tried, right? Like if only I had tried, I'm sure I would have been able to do it. And that's because he states that most people that say if only I if only I was educated, then I could be successful. And the mentality of the people that say that is usually the ones that are too scared to know that even if they tried, even if they tried their hardest, they still wouldn't be able to do it. Because when you're when you use that mentality of if only I tried, then you give yourself an excuse and it makes you feel better because you're like you just live your whole life with that mentality of, you know, I could have done it, but I chose not to. It sort of gives you power back, I guess. But by it leaves you sort of unhappy or unfulfilled because all it ends up doing is that you'll you'll never truly know what makes you happy if you always say like if only i tried like you might as well have accept the failure head on and then to keep denying it by saying stuff like if only i had tried and i do that a lot i feel like i feel like there's definitely been a lot of times where i say you know if only i tried i'm sure i could have got a good grade and I had never thought about it in the way that he presented it. And it's true. Maybe I am scared to know that even if I tried, I wouldn't be good enough. Even if I did try, I still would have not been smart enough to do the things I wanted to do. And that's that's scary. It's scary knowing that, after all, you might be the dumbest one in the room or the least capable one in the room. But he, he says that it's important to understand what you can and can't do because that way you could at least grow from it. If you say you want to be a writer and you're like, if only I tried to write a novel, I'm sure I could get published. And by never actually doing it, all you do is basically just turn your life into this sort of meaningless um, way of living because you'll never truly understand what you want to do in life because you've never actually tried and failed at something kind of made me think to be a little less scared of doing things that's a lot of taking yeah it's really but overwhelming it going is going back to like what you were saying about the anger yeah. i remember that you once tweeted something about like um having that anger that hurts your chest or mm-hmm. something like that yeah so you're saying if you choose like to be understanding rather than angry then that anger is just gonna pile up isn't it yeah you see something the reason i tweeted that i, I said Anger that hurts your chest is probably the worst type because I've had some personal issues that made me angry and probably the worst. It was the worst feeling I've ever experienced in my life. I was so what anger, anger. I was so angry. Like I I didn't know what to do with it because I told myself that no matter what, I didn't want to be an angry person. So. I chose to not take it out on anyone or anything. I didn't want to punch anything because I felt like if I took it out physically, I would just be giving in to that anger. And if I took it out emotionally, I felt like I would be giving into it. How would you take it out emotionally? Yell at people, maybe. Use it as an excuse as to why I'm acting the way I am. Like, I'm angry, so I have a right to shout at you. Mm -hmm. 
And that's where his points kind of like go back that it's true. I wanted to shout at someone. I wanted to punch something because that's the way I wanted to let out my anger. And I chose to just keep it inside and just pretend it doesn't exist. I didn't even try to deal with it. I just tried to keep it inside and act like I was fine. And it was the weirdest feeling. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced something like this, but it sounds really odd to say. And maybe like it might come off a little cliche in a way, but I could literally feel my chest hurting. Like when I was mad and I felt like I just, I, I was just going to like start yelling. I remember not doing it and just calming my body, like relaxing everything. And like, I could feel it going from my throat to my chest. And I know that sounds sort of like, how how can that even be possible? But like, you could physically feel, I guess, what was anger go from your throat to your chest. And I, I could feel it right here. It was like a heavy, a really heavy sensation on my chest. I felt so mad during those times. And it just kind of made me realize what anger is. It, it made me realize that I don't want to be angry. I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to be as forgiving as possible because personally, a lot of people have forgave me in ways that I'm incredibly grateful for. And I know there's the whole philosophy of I don't give second chances or I give second chances. And I guess personally, I just want to be as forgiving as possible because in my life, I've made mistakes and I made mistakes that I truly regret and things that I'm not proud of. But if it wasn't for people giving me a second chance, a third chance, how many ever chances they gave me, I don't know if I would have been able to grow from that the way that I have. Because my whole thing is I always want to be a better person. I don't want to be a good person. I just want to be a better person. You know, reading that one book, Man's Search for Meaning, like I, I've said this before, but I, I genuinely believe that that book changed my life and it made me realize I want to be a better person. And part of that is forgiveness towards myself and towards others because everyone has made mistakes. And I think the world would be sad if no one ever forgave each other. It hurts. I mean, of course, it's going to hurt to forgive people. You don't want to forgive people because you want to be angry at them. And I've experienced that. I don't want to forgive you. I want to be angry at you forever because that's the only way I know how to deal with it. But once... once Wait, Deal with what? Anger. Oh, okay. And forgiveness. Have you? Has anyone ever forgiven you for a mistake you've made? Yeah. Yeah. Have you, Thomas? Yeah. Um, I don't know, most likely. Isaac, have you ever made a mistake and been forgiven? Um, yeah. Um, I was saying, I think for like forgiveness is you know great but i've at the same time i think there should be a limit to it because sometimes people take your forgive your forgiveness as like oh well they're gonna forgive me again if i do it again so i feel sometimes it can also be part of like being taken advantage of yeah no that's a fair point i i completely agree there is there is a, a time where but i don't think it should be labeled as not forgiving them i think it should be labeled as forgiving them but like like you said you won't forget about it and if you forgive them, you could still choose to not want anything to do with them. Right? Yes. So, 
don't you think in in a, in a way it makes when when would be the right time to never forgive someone because isn't that end up just backfiring on you because you will always have that tension that you can't forgive them you always have that anger stored inside of you you'll never be at peace with yourself because you'll always be angry well I, well so you're saying that if you don't forgive somebody you won't be happy with your you won't find peace in yourself i think so yes because if you don't forgive someone does that mean you're angry at them I think other factors can contribute to it. It doesn't just have to be anger. But let's say it is anger and I'm let's say I'm angry so that's, at you. So this is just anger. No other emotions. Yeah, let's just talk about okay. anger cuz it's a big point that sort of made me think about it differently. If you're angry at someone and you don't want to forgive them, you don't want to forgive them because you're hurt, right? That's usually the most common thing. Or you don't want to forgive them because you're mad. You're mad at them. But what if you chose to not be mad at them and to forgive them? Isn't that your choice? You think you could make that choice? To not forgive somebody? To forgive someone and not be mad at them. Well, I think, of course, it's a choice, but it's going to be like probably a hard one depending on the circumstance. When people use their own misfortune to take control of others and have power over others. You know, like the kid that was always bullied and, or the kid that has suffered so much, has suffered with heartbreak and family and friends. And so because of this, people tend to restrict their speech and behavior in order to to not make them burst and not make them mad and not make them angry. So this gives, essentially, this gives power to that one person that is so fragile that other people have to basically succumb to their to their needs. And... I thought that was really interesting because your weakness basically makes you powerful because suddenly by being weak, you now have control of everyone because people have to care for you. So being inferior can basically make you be superior to others. You know how I'm always talking about how like my flaws is basically what pushes me to be better. You know, there's a difference between feeling inferior and an inferiority complex, right? People that feel inferior. Have you guys ever felt inferior to others? Not good enough? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone has. Yeah. But the difference between feeling inferior and an inferiority complex is that people that feel inferior to others, that's a normal thing for a human to experience. You might see someone the same age as you who's way more successful than you, right? And it kind of makes you feel like, wow, look at everything they're doing with their life. What am I doing with my life? And he says the difference between that and an inferiority complex is that people that only have a feeling of inferiority are the people that actually do something about it. That's what gives you meaning. It it kind of gives you something to, to strive for. Because if you always feel inferior about the way you you perform something then a healthy mind would go and try to get better at that and try to keep working to get better at that that's a healthy mindset because they have a goal and it's basically taking small steps at a time to improve yourself it's not about being the best person being a good person it's just about always trying to be better 
But people with an inferiority complex is something a little more extreme. And instead of working towards it, they use it as an excuse. People that use it as an excuse of, you know, there's people way more successful than me and I'm not them. So I'm basically worthless. So I, I have felt that way. How? Even with the healthy, the healthy, what was it called? Uh, Inferiority. It's feeling of inferiority. Yeah, I felt that invaluable, mm. definitely, because, you know, when a person is spiking much more harder than me or a much better hit, I do get jealous of them. Mm-hmm. And I d- it kind of pushes me to, to play better. Mm-hmm. That And then I do feel the the unhealthy version of that, the um, inferiority. Inferiority complex? Yeah, I felt that with, with somebody. Um, I felt jealous of that person, and, you know, I kind of made that excuse to 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 let me stop on doing something that i really wanted to do it just makes me sad kind of why that i actually let that happen have you ever used the excuse of you know if i would have done that then i'm sure i could have done it yeah mm, i think that's what you mean mm-hmm. like this person i was jealous of like that person was able to do something that i wasn't able to do i sort of used that as an excuse to stop on pursuing something that i really wanted Mm. do you get me you were jealous of something or someone uh-huh and because i felt that person was doing a better job at doing on the goal that i was trying to do oh i see and if only i acted like that person maybe i would have done it or yeah. just like you just felt insecure about yourself because why can they be do it so easily and me exactly. trying my hardest still isn't enough um yeah i've definitely felt it like in class like some people are just so smart and they it seems like it just comes like naturally to them it's in their genes mm-hmm. and then like like you said like i can try so hard and i still won't like be up to par with them mm-hmm. so yeah that kind of sucks and even with like um like youtubers our age mm-hmm. like ellie and yeah. like hannah they're so like they're so successful and they're our age and i'm just thinking about me like in high school with all these hard classes and yeah it does make me feel like inferior to them mm-hmm. i've seen it but like I don't really feel it because I feel like they worked hard for it. Thinking that only yourself is being inferior is like kind of selfish because what if they thought they were inferior to someone else? Yeah. yeah and I they could be feeling what I'm feeling, so I'm like overall sharing these emotions. Yeah. But like, do you think there's any people that are like that have that much like of an ego where they don't feel inferior, only superior? Yes. But the people that seem like have a big ego and constantly brag about their achievements he talks how theirs would be the superiority complex because if, if they truly were proud of what they've done they would not feel a need to brag about it so it, it, it basically stems from insecurities so like they feel inferior so they like feel the need to have to say all these things to seem superior yeah so it's like a fake superiority yeah, it's fabricated superiority yeah but you said that you've never really felt that way, you know. Even you, like you've never f- like seen someone be way better at something than you, and you kind of feel, wow, I wish, I wish I was like that. So then you like work harder to be that. Oh yeah, I've seen it like in um, obviously in sports, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like you see someone so good and stuff. I'm like, I really want to work as hard as them to get as good. Yeah. 
But if do you mean like more like a like a natural born talent? Um, no, it's like you like you see someone be really good, right? Really good at tennis, yeah. let's say, and you feel kind of inferior to them. Obviously, like wow, they're so good, like, and they're the same age as me. Like, you know, I feel, I feel inferior to them. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, of course I do. Mm-hmm. But do you? choose to get better and improve because you see how good they are and you just take yeah, the small stuff. I do because like I if they're that good I'm like I know they weren't just messing around mm-hmm. like they must have practiced hard so I have like no right to be like wow they're so much better than me like what the heck I'm not gonna bring myself down by saying like I'm, I suck so bad yeah I'm just making the problem worse exactly you see that yeah that's a good point like you have just you feel inferior to others but in a healthy way yeah if you instead would have been like Wow, they're so good. They're so much better than me. If only I, if like, if I ha- if I would have been playing since I was like eight, I'm sure I could have been that good too. Yeah, that's that w- like an unhealthy. That would have been unhealthy. But Thomas, how do you feel about it? I mean, obviously, I felt inferior to other people. Um. Yeah, because I'm pretty insecure about myself, and so I see other people being pretty successful, and seeing what they do pushes me to do better and yeah i do struggle with that inferior inferiority complex yeah. mm-hmm. why how do you struggle with it it's just whenever i'm doing something it's always like okay well i tr- i want to be the best at it and it's just, i don't know sometimes it just gets in the way of everything like Sometimes I'm not even doing things for myself at that point, and then I'm just doing it to show others, like, oh yeah, I can do this. And, it, and sometimes it's not even something I can en- like enjoy. Mm. So yeah. Have you? Do you think you you've ever used the excuse of you know if only I would had that I'm sure I could have done that too. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I do it like often at all, mm-hmm. but pretty sure i have Mm. i just don't really remember remember like when you know do you believe people can change of course i think people can change how fast do you think they can change that's hard that depends sometimes i feel like some people take too long to change Mm -hmm. which makes Mm -hmm. other people like kind of push them away yeah um a point i read in the book is that People can change at any moment they choose to. If I choose to change right now, I could change right now. And, you know, it's different. It's a different perspective. I've always believed that change takes time. And he argues, it's a pretty pretty bold argument that change could happen right this instant. But the reason it doesn't is because a lot of people aren't really comfortable. They're, they're comfortable with the way things are. They're comfortable with the way they feel and they don't want to change because that really means more effort and having to react to situations in ways that you've never acted be- reacted to before. So, I mean, do you agree with that? Because in the last episode, we talked about change mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And then changing for Thomas's expectations and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Because this is kind of like targeting you. Yeah. I don't know yet. Do I think change can happen right away? Because mm-hmm. if he's saying that change can happen at any point, 
And what you're saying is that for you, it's taking so much time. I think time. it does. What? I think it. Do- you, I can change right now. Mm-hmm. So why don't you choose to change for Thomas then? I have. You but have? no. But wait, what if you change, but you don't feel like yourself? Then I what? want to change. I don't like the way I am right now. Okay. The way I am right now, I don't think it's myself, my best self. So changing would be changing for the better, uh-huh. which would make me a better person, which would make me feel myself. But what I was saying is maybe you can. It, the way we're thinking about it might be you could change completely. Like right now, I choose to change. And now for the rest of my life, I will never be inconsiderate ever again. <laughs> but I don't think that's what that's talking about. I think it's talking about small steps. I actively chose to change right now, which means I have taken the responsibility and the courage to change something that I don't like about myself. And as much as I wish I could, I don't think I will be able to do that in one big step. I think I'm going to have to change right now in one small step. And maybe the first step is just to admitting that you're going to change. Does he clarify that? The type of change? How big the change is? Uh, no, not not to the part I've read yet. I'm only halfway. So there could be a lot I'm missing. Mm-hmm. But... Because... Um, I remember you saying that an excuse of why people don't want to change is because they feel comfortable. And I'm just wondering, maybe, you know, maybe the reason why you're not changing is because you feel comfortable. But I, I, I don't feel comfortable with myself. You know, you being inconsiderate. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable like that. You know, something that I truly believe in is I want to help people. Uh huh. It's something I've sort of realized more this past year than before is that I truly do want to help people. I want to help people as much as possible. Like sometimes the reason I I read like self-help books is because I want to be able to understand people or be able to help them with their problems better. Because nothing makes me feel worse than knowing that I, I can't help them. I, I, If you're sad, it makes me feel upset and mad at myself that I, I can't help you. You're sad and there's nothing I can do about it. And it makes me feel inferior knowing that I'm not good enough or I'm not considerate enough to truly be able to help people. Something that does bother me is when people doubt you. I mean, I'm sure everyone has experienced that. No one really likes being doubted doubted about some something that the person feels passionate about. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Oh, I get you. But that feeling hurts. Yeah, like you know, it hurts a lot when when they don't believe in you. That, yeah, and and when, you know, I felt like I was changing, I was becoming a better person, you know, I truly, myself, I could see the change that I've done, and I guess it just hurts when another person comes and tells you that you haven't changed, because it puts, it puts all your feelings and all your efforts and ignores it. It makes you feel like you won't really be able to make change because it just takes one person to negate 
all your actions. And that sucks. It sucks that someone can have so much power over you, even if you feel like you don't care about their opinion. Like if it's just a random stranger and you you talk to them and they tell you, no, there's no change. You're still like the same person. And obviously you aren't doing anything. It's like, oh, well, it makes you doubt yourself. Because if up to this moment you truly thought that you were changing and then someone tells you you aren't, it makes you doubt yourself. Doesn't that like make you're giving them the power to making you feel like that? Yeah. And it also stems back to you have the choice to be, you know, angry. Yeah. Happy. But is it, that's really hard to do. I know. It's hard to be happy. Have any of you ever felt like someone doubts you? Even tr- when you truly felt like that you were doing better? Um, It probably has happened to me, but I don't think it's been something so significant that like it stands out to me. Mm. Mark, y- I know you deal with anger mm-hmm. and it's something that bothers you. So I just want to know how you feel about anger and everything revolving that forgiveness i mean one of my biggest um things i hate oh one of the biggest things that make me angry is when people like assume things about me like they think that i won't be able to do something because i'm me it just it just makes me mad it kind of puts me down and um it makes me not want to do that specific thing anymore so for example grades right when someone doesn't believe in me that i could actually get these good grades or they doubt they doubt me for getting these good grades it it sort of like pushes me like what's the point if if they don't believe in me if if they don't think that i can get these good grades what's the point of getting these good grades the way the way i feel about someone not believing in me is I just do my best to prove them wrong. And I use that 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 spite towards them. And if someone says, you know, I know you can't do that. You're probably too dumb to do it. It just makes me want to do it even more. And then I just do it out of spite because I want to prove them wrong. Yeah, I have the same mentality mm-hmm. like that. Like if somebody tells me, like, oh, you won't do this. It makes me want to do it more. Bet, <laughs> bet you won't. It makes me want to do it more. Exactly. And... Going off the whole assuming thing, I also understand that because that's something that that gets me really mad because it's something I feel like I used to do. I feel like I assumed a lot about people. I feel like I assumed the worst in people. I looked for the worst in people and I didn't really sort of, I was scared to kind of open up and accept the fact that people might have good intentions so recently i've I've kind of made the choice to be a little more considerate of everything in general which would mean not be so judgmental because i notice i could be very judgmental and i don't like that i hate how judgy i could be sometimes and how much i could assume about people i think people are good at heart i think a point he makes too is that people very rarely do something out of pure evil. Even people with the most, like a criminal that's robbing a bank, even they have a reason. They want money. They want to help their families, whatever it might be. It's very rare that someone does something out of pure evil just to be evil. It's just something that maybe people have done towards me. 
and assumed the worst in me. And I know I didn't like that. And I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want someone to assume the worst in me. So I want to assume the best in everyone. I, I just hope people would give me the benefit of the doubt because it's something that I would give to others. There's obviously a good reason if like a lot of people believe those assumptions. Mm-hmm. And that just, I don't know, maybe just take into consideration that, oh, yeah, like I should change. Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. Has anyone ever assumed the worst in you? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has. Hmm. So. How did it make you feel? Knowing everyone thought of you as a bad person when deep down you felt like you were a good person. Um, I felt frustrated, but even then, like at the time, I didn't. I really, I really tried to focus on myself. So. Hmm. What about you, Isaac? Mm. Has anyone ever assumed the worst in you? Yeah, I probably grade-wise. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I don't know. Like, the way I act, they think it links towards grades. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I like to talk a lot, but it doesn't mean, like, I still don't do good in the class. Yeah, they used to do that to us yeah, a lot. Yeah, to me and you. And then we yeah. had better grades than them. Right? So, do you think it's fair? For others to always assume the worst in you? Well, like, there's a reason why they would assume the worst. Do you think it's fair? I think it's fair for them to think that, but not, like, say it out loud. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I'm repeating so loud. Like, um, like, oh, you don't have good grades, but, like, in the head, it could be, like, thinking, pretending they're, like, they're going to assign you for something. But then they think you have like bad grades, so they don't do it. Mm. Like they never told you that they thought of it. Does it. Wouldn't that make you feel like less valuable than they are? If people constantly assume you're incapable of doing something. Well, not really, because I'd probably think the same for certain things about them. Yeah. And do you like thinking like that? No. Why? It's, it's just it's like a bad mentality to think about like that but like there's so many factors like there are it just influences everything i think yeah some people you know if someone calls someone a bad person and like ev like the whole world's calling them a bad person obviously you're gonna think they're a bad person yeah but i feel like that's kind of a mob mentality like i see it happen in school all the time you know, mentality. yeah, like rumors spread oh, about yeah, I someone. See, I see it in school, right? But like, you also have to think about the like the other factors. Like, they like, what if it's true? What if it's true? Yeah. yeah. If it's true, then it's fine to assume it. Do you think, um, because assuming the worst in someone because of something someone said that's that's a rumor, right? A rumor. But what if it's like fact? Yeah. <laughs> if it's a fact, yeah. <laughs> that well, I'm not saying things. that. If, if someone says you're a bad person, I'm not saying that, like, like they say, that, let's use an extreme example. You killed someone and everyone says you're a bad person because you killed someone. And that's a fact. Yeah. And to us outsiders, it would seem like, you know, you killed someone. What are you doing? They're a bad person. Don't be with them. They're dangerous. But what you might not know is that killed, they killed the person that raped them. If you had, if everyone had that same mentality of, it's a fact that he killed someone. 
I don't know why he did it. But you see, like, let's say you have all the facts, you know, the reasons behind everything. Yeah. Mm. Then what? Well, you for in this scenario, you're saying, you know, the reasons behind why he killed someone. You think he was yeah. you would still assume he's a bad person. No, like if I knew everything, then I would form my own opinion. Interesting. So you think it's always important to know everything. I think right. So. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, before you form your opinion, like think about all the factors. Yeah. yeah. Not just like the outside information. That's what I mean. Because personally I've done that a lot. And I feel like I haven't done a good job and I judge people before I know everything. And people judge me before they know everything. That's what I mean. I think you should always know the full story. Because it's just I don't know. I guess I just experienced it a lot. And I'm not proud of the way I act about stuff like that. So, of course, I just want to get better at it. But that's just a big, long rant. Um, I feel like my mentality of, like... Because I kind of have that mentality where... Um, I see the worst in people sometimes. And it's only because um, I always try to see the best in people. But all that has done, for me, is just backlash. Mm. Like, I they tell me something and I trust them and then they end up doing whatever they said that they weren't going to do. And then it just sucks because That's they lied fair. directly to my face. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm like, okay, well now whatever else I hear about you, I'm going to assume the worst mm -hmm. and I'm yeah, going to believe that's it. That's exactly how I feel too, Thomas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just unfair to you. If you choose to believe the best in someone and they still, yeah, end up like, betraying just, you some people just really don't deserve it mm -hmm. but i mean it's just like how, how do you feel. determine if they deserve it or not um i give everyone a chance uh -huh. like i don't i don't care if i've heard something else from other people i usually always give people a chance and then whatever they like the way they behave and like what they do towards like to me then I formulate my opinion on them. Mm. I guess that's what I, I want to do better about. Because like a few weeks ago, you know, someone assumed something about me that made it seem like I had bad intentions. And I could understand why they would feel that way. Because if they didn't know why I did the things I did to them, it would just seem you're a bad person. But after they knew why I did that, they were able to forgive but at least now i had kind of like the peace of mind that they at least knew what i had to say for myself so that's kind of what inspired that whole rant shout out to communication communication yeah why because because you got to like know each other because you um what you just said about like the bad person thing you were able to get to know like the reasons why mm. I think, you, were you talking about me? No. I was okay. So for me, like, so you know how I got mad at you with the, what was it? Um, the post you sent to mm -hmm. the group chat. And like, I kind of really like assumed the worst in you. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know why you would do that. And I just thought like, oh, you're just trying to be a mean person. I thought you were just being inconsiderate. But then, you know, after knowing like, you actually gen genuinely didn't mean to do that. That's when like, um... I got to forgive you for that mm. and like know where you're coming from. Mm. Yeah. 
So, quote of the day, communicate. We haven't done quote of the day in a while. I know. Do you guys have I a didn't quote? I know we had that. Same. Yeah, well, now we do. Communicate. <laughs> My quote of the day would be, just think about them. Know your worth. Don't always... Oh, really? I was yeah, really okay. about to I, say I was, that. I was, was, was going to be like, do don't keep you... Don't give... Don't keep giving people chances when they don't deserve it. Mm. I was going to say, be forgiving, but also know your worth. Yes. Oh, that's good. When it comes to an issue, don't just think about yourself. Think about the other person and see where they're coming from. Mm. That's how you can solve the issue. Forgive, but not forget. Mm. (laughs) So we'll always remember. Yes. That's important. I kind of understand what that means now. Thank you, Gail. Um... So, question time. Do we have time for question time? Yes. Yes, yes. we have time for a few. Someone said, why are you guys so cool? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're, not, we're really yes. not that cool. <laughs> Someone said, how do you handle being in a relationship and loving another person if you can't love yourself? Oh, I had that problem. Where, like, I didn't like myself, like, at all. I hated myself, really. But, <laughs> yeah, I really did. Like, I don't know. I had a lot of self-hatred. But if if I were to go back, I would probably wait until, you know, I can learn to love myself before I love someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should learn to love yourself first. Yeah, I think you should too. Hmm. How much time does it take to record? Usually we record for like an hour 30 if it's an hour episode and then we cut 30 minutes. If we record like a 20 minute episode, we probably record it for like 30, 35 minutes. How old were you when you had your first kiss? N.A. N.A. 13? Uh, I don't remember. Do you remember? 13. Oh, 13. 14. 14. What's one thing you first noticed about each other when you first met? I noticed that Isaac gets mood swings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that early on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. I just, I noticed it. Mm. That's one of the main things I noticed. I thought Kayla looked like a Mickey Mouse character. Who? Um, Goofy's wife. You know that one? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Goofy's <laughs> wife. I'll show you guys later. Um. Oh, I also noticed Kyle and Thomas, they bicker. What is a that? Lot. What is that? Fight? Like small arguments. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, we've been new. We've been <laughs> new. I have like just being on the podcast made me realize just like. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I noticed. I mean, I mean, when I first met Thomas, I noticed he, uh, he was a, uh, he didn't like talking to strangers. He talked to his friends, and wore really skinny pants. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> but, like you could see his veins on his um, like thighs. I noticed you wore the same gray hoodie. Yes. It's called the poor life, not privileged. I noticed exactly. Isaac um, liked to curse a lot. <laughs> I was bo- I was raised wrong, Gail. <laughs> I was raised wrong. I noticed Mark talked very fast, and I noticed that Kayla was very shy. But that's pretty boring. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I noticed Kayla liked to laugh a lot. I do. And that's what I noticed. I didn't think anyone laughed as much as I did. Yeah. That's why <laughs> we make each other laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah. Bouncing back energy. True. Um, when am I ever going to find love? <laughs> oh. what? You know, good luck for you. You know, I wish you the best. Um, how long have you guys known each other? And why do you think you're such good friends? We've known each other 
a few. I've known Thomas for two years. Right? I've known like Kayla. Three years. Three years? Three years. I've known Mark for like six years, technically. Isaac for like four years. Kayla for three years. But we weren't really like close. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the podcast really helped us get together and get closer. Because like without it, I don't think I would have ever talked to Mark or Kayla and been as close, really. Yeah, I agree. Probably because we just talk about things that most people just don't really talk about. Because we have problems, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, um, that's all the time we have for today. All the time for questions. Thank you for leaving us a question. Leave us more. Maybe we'll answer it. Maybe we'll have time for question time next episode. We'll see. Hmm. Announcements. Announcements. Anyone have announcements? No. No? Okay. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us a lot. Go follow us on Instagram at teenager underscore therapy. That would also help us a lot. And we post some exclusive content on there, which are just pictures of our pretty faces. So leave us a nice review and comment. Uh, With that being said, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.